Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Mothering Together with ADHD. It's me, Kayla, your host, and if you are brand new here, welcome. I hope that you find that you have found a place where you are not only seen, but welcomed for exactly how you are. We're not looking to change you. We are looking to accept you for where you're at. So welcome and let's chat. Hi guys, welcome to Mothering Together with ADHD, the podcast for stay-at-home moms with ADHD that helps you to schedule your life. Not just the events and the have-tos, but also the want-tos and the things that really make you feel like yourself, even in this season of giving, giving, giving. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm an ADHD stay-at-home mom myself who struggles day in and day out, but I have found certain things help to make this journey so much more enjoyable, and I am here to share those things with you today. Grab your iced coffee, and let's dive in. All right, so last week we chatted all about motherhood, and I guess to backtrack because maybe you're coming in having not listened to last week's episode, and I'm not going to make you go back. You can go back after this. Um, To backtrack, I am in the midst of a balance, um, what are we calling it? Series, a series about balance, where basically we're going to go into all of the different roles that a woman such as yourself such as my myself might have that we have to show up for and it's a freaking lot guys it's a lot um so last time we talked about motherhood and i had these sort of three pillars of motherhood that were really probably one two three four five six Six, six actions that you have to do, maybe seven. There might be a bonus seventh action. So there's that part of you, the mother part of you, the part that like I named this podcast mothering together, but really we're humaning together. We're, we're femaling together, if you would. Um, and not to exclude, you know, not to exclude anyone. If you are listening to this and you are identifying as a mother, that's that's fantastic. Literally everybody is welcome to listen. But anyway, I think that there's a part of us where there's motherhood and then there's partnership. And I have done a little bit, a smidge of reading about this. I am, I hate to be like, I'm not an expert on this, but you should listen to me. But here's the one thing I know, and this is pretty much going to be the thing I repeat this entire episode. I'm not an expert on this, but John Gottman is. I'm not an expert on this, but the Gottmans are amazing. So here are my, this is like my um, non-paid advertisement for John Gottman and the Gottman Institute and the wonderful work that they do. So if you don't know who John Gottman is, he is a researcher who created a love lab, basically, and he put couples in it, and he observed them, and then he sort of checked in, it was like a longitudinal study, so he checked in with them over many, many years, and over time, he began to be able to identify if a couple would get divorced based on a very short observation at the beginning of their relationship. 
So let me say that again. John Gottman could meet you and your partner, and he could tell over dinner whether or not your partner and you would be together in 10 years. Isn't that nuts? So in an effort to bolster relationships, to help people, to have stronger relationships, he has spent his career writing and teaching couples how to strengthen their relationships. And I, you know, on literally on our honeymoon, we found this man. We, we listened to maybe a podcast with him talking or an audiobook. I can't remember. It was, we were driving, so it was something like that. And then, you know, a couple anniversaries in, we took their course, which they have a course online that is called The Science of Love. I've gone on to purchase that for a couple of people. It's $199 and it is a lot of work. I think we spent at least a week of nights going through it. And it really teaches you how to communicate with your partner. And I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but John Gottman has these like four horsemen of the apocalypse, basically, that are the four kind of identifiers for how, for when a couple interacts that are ways that he can tell that your relationship won't make it. And so he works to help you to counteract those behaviors. And isn't that cool? Because we all want, when you're in a relationship, a committed relationship, I think we all want that to last, right? And so finding these behaviors that you can do to bolster your relationship is really, really helpful. If you aren't into a $199 course or you can't afford it, it's not in the budget, then I would recommend another book he has called The Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work. And he's, it's just really cool, guys. So today I'm going to give you one of the things I have learned from the Gottmans And I would love it if you would go forth and research them and go buy one of their books and go spend some time, if you feel you have it, on your relationship. Because there's research out there that says the first, I want to say five years after you have a baby, your happiness decreases. And that's okay, but it's also a really trying time for marriage. And it's a really hard time to be a partner. And so if you and your partner can come together and turn toward each other, which is a Gottman thing, guys, turning toward each other, um, then I I think it's good. Again, not an expert. I'm literally just pointing you to my experts, John and Julie Gottman. But one of the foundational things that they talk about is called love maps and it's super cute they i just can picture them they're an older jewish couple and they are adorable and i just see them talking to you and to me about turning toward your partner leaning into getting to know them and finding that curiosity so picture i'm going to tell you 
about my first date with my husband. So I was, uh, I found my husband on the internet and I showed up to a date at a Mexican restaurant and I expected a goofy looking guy because his picture was pretty goofy looking, holding a teddy bear. That was what he was holding. And, but when I showed up, I was blown away by how cute he was. And then we went into this Mexican restaurant and we did not stop talking until they pretty much kicked us out. So in that early infatuation phase of your relationship, you can't get enough of that person. You can't stop asking them questions. You're so curious. You're excited. And then over time, once you've given birth in front of somebody, maybe it's like, you know, you know me and I know you and, you know, we're tired. So it's easy to forget to be curious. But if you continue to be curious and to ask your partner, and to build this map in your head of their world, that is really helpful for your relationship. So ask them the questions of who did you see today? Ask them about the people you know they saw today. How was Joe today? Did he, did he win his baseball game that you mentioned last week? Think about how that would feel if your partner was like, hey, you talked about I don't I can't think of a name. You talked about Sally the other day and I have been really thinking about her struggles and yeah, how can we help her? Something like that. Like think about your partner investing in your world. Think about that. Wouldn't that feel so good? And I know I hear it as soon as I said it. I hear you saying it would feel really good. Why don't they do that for us? Why do we have to be the ones? to initiate this? It's a good question, friends. It is. Sometimes it feels like we're the ones who always bring it back to the relationship. And why is that? Why is it us who have to be the ones to show up to build the intimacy? I don't know. I don't know that answer. But I do think it's worth it. I think it's worth it to continue to choose your partner. And to continue to, every day, choose to be in your relationship and be an active part of it. It's something you have to care for. And so that is something we have to balance with motherhood, which is what we talked about last week. We have to balance caretaking our relationship, turning toward our partner, building love maps for our partner. We have to build in time for that. In addition to building in time to be a mother, to care give, to teach, in, in addition to providing and giving clothes and, and food and making money, and in, in addition to planning activities and going to the activities, it's a lot, right? How do we build in time to also take care of our relationships? And oh, by the way, what about us? What about our needs? Hmm. Well, next time we meet, we are going to talk about our needs and I'm pretty excited about it because I think they're very important and I will see you then. So see you next Wednesday, guys.